podcast, episode 26 to be specific. Uh, again, your your hosts are here. Wellsy is me, obviously. Um, and Chance Watson. What's going on, Chance? Oh, man, we've got so much hockey to talk about. It is draft and free agency and Seattle stuff. God, it's gonna be, this is going to be a good episode. I can feel it. We thought it was going to be slow and shitty, and we were completely wrong. No. Nope. So I'm all for it, and I love it. Let's get it cracking, what oh, we got today. You, yeah, you got it. You said it. There we go. Cracking. Oh. It's happening right now. I already now. cracked mine. I didn't wait for you. That's yeah, okay. I'm a little too thirsty. It's okay. I Dehydrated. Gotta, I got to pour this thing. It's a Guinness. You can't, you can't drink that out of the can. I, I think a small Irishman comes and punches you in the crotch if you do. Small Irishman, yeah. I guess that would be a leprechaun, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's <laughs> the end of the rainbow. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, There we go. Uh, yeah, on that note, yep. I am drinking something that I should, probably shouldn't admit on while we're recording. Uh-huh. Uh, White Claw Hard Seltzer. So I'm getting real fucking hard, bud. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you it's, on that. Fruity and delicious. It's fruity and delicious. I think that's trademarked. <laughs> Isn't that a cereal? Uh, I think it's like Starburst or something. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. It's magically delicious. It's magically What's delicious. All right. Lincoln, right back to the... I guess we're just going to disparage <laughs> we're some... We're stealing shit. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm over it. We're just going to disparage some Irish people in this episode today. That's all right. Mm, I don't know any like full-blown Irish... I mean, I know people with Irish descent. Right. Um... For some reason, I'm just surrounded by redheads all the time. Um, so I definitely know people of Irish descent, but yeah, yeah, not enough to not enough to be cracking Guinness on a regular basis. Sure, no, that's that's fine. I uh, I, I just I, it's been in the fridge and it's it needs to drink. And you know the saying, uh, yeah. you should always drink on an empty stomach because uh, it gets in your system faster. So, well, that's what I did yesterday. And let me tell you, I saved a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I mean, I was I was a two beer chump yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was loving it. So you know, fuck, I gotta save up for this goddamn wedding I got going on here pretty quick. And you know, that's one way to do yeah, it: is do. not eat for a week. So, and then get shit faced. <laughs> It worked out perfectly. It like, is according to plan. You know, everything's got a plan. You know, and I, I feel That's like right. I feel like we're just uh, we're just moving right along with that plan. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, if something's working, you know, don't <laughs> don't stray too far from the plan because no. I'm definitely going back out again tonight doing the same thing. Perfect. So, yeah, somebody's got to do it. I got to yeah. feed the economy. I guess. <laughs> That economic, stim- <laughs> it's that economic stimulus we've been hearing about so much. Yeah, I yeah. The mayor called me up. He was like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> beer sales downtown are a little low." So hey, got you, bro. It's like oh, I'm gonna do my patriotic duty today. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, what's on the docket though? Man, we got a bunch of so stuff. let's let's uh let's yeah we got a lot to this. So let's hit on NHL Seattle first. So. As all you hockey fans know, the draft was uh, not too long ago, and uh, not too many surprises. I think it was kind of a overall quiet draft in terms of 
big trades or anything like we didn't have Roberto Luongo getting traded or anything like that like we mm-hmm. we've had in the past or Corey Schneider but uh no I think uh it was a good draft overall but um one of the guys one of the people that actually didn't do anything at the draft this year but we're keeping an eye on stuff were the NHL Seattle management uh Lewicki was yep. there and even co-owner Jerry Bruckheimer um the, the the direct the famous director for great movies like top gun and armageddon and pirates of the caribbean and tv shows like csi and a bunch of other great shit so he was there and they kind of talked about you know the future of seattle unfortunately for us they didn't announce anything they kind of i guess they didn't i guess yeah i guess they kind of didn't want to take the spotlight away from anything but uh uh, i I mean all we know is that you know they talked they kind of they kind of reaffirmed some things uh i guess the first cool thing is that they you know if they can find the right guy they're looking to announce their gm this summer which i think is a good move i think is a good move um yeah i mean it's something that we've we've been talking about for a little while now is you know why why not bring him in have him in those conversations build that relationship yep get him thinking about shit get you know see get you know he's got that nhl experience he can bring to the table uh fuck i can't wait for that literally the day and i i'm hoping it's you know i'm hoping it's something that they kind of set up a press conference so that i don't miss it yeah. you know yep I, I really would hate for it for me to learn about that information from you in a text like you know six in the morning that's the last thing i want <laughs> <laughs> like them to actually have like an actual presentation <laughs> Yeah, I need like PowerPoint and shit. Well, in the first, I think if they did it perfectly, it would be like they'd introduce the GM and he'd walk out in the New Jersey. Oh, and you're like, just fucking here it is. All of you have been complaining. I this is I I'm the fucking GM. This is the team, and we're gonna do what I fucking say. <laughs> mm, God, that throw it on Pornhub. That like that's how saucy and delicious that. Would go over. <laughs> uh, would, that would be a soft porn. But it would be, yeah, it'd be a soft, por- it's softcore porn on uh, Cinemax, and it would be the story of the Seattle NHL team. The Seattle NHL team. It, it would start with like a knock at the door. <laughs> it's the mailman. It's actually like the GM. To- I heard you guys been looking for a team name. I kind of like totems. Ooh. Oh. He's like, I'll show you a totem. Plug your totem. That reminds me of Letterkenny. They they brought in the gay dudes. Those, those guys. Oh my god, they are the like, they are absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that turns the show, dude. Like the show is so fucking funny. I'll be your buddy. Oh man, I'll be your. I'll I'll show you a power play <laughs> oh christ but yeah uh they they were relatively quiet but they kept during the draft they kept kind of jumping back to you know here's here's the seattle booth and um you know this is this is how excited people are honestly i think people were just like waiting for someone to slip up yeah you know i think they were just kind of hovering like vultures over that tent yep um but you know, I mean, I was doing the same thing. I was like, "Okay, is he gonna say something that he didn't want to say because he's shit faced?" 
Right. You speaking know, of, that's what I was hoping for. Speaking of shit face, I can't wait to get... Did you see the Dallas Stars' first pick and how they butchered the guy's fucking name? No. Oh, my God. You got to put... So, on that list... So, that, who was their first pick? Let me see if I can get it right here. It's the first one. Thomas Harley? No. Yeah, so... The, I don't know if it was the Dallas GM or not. He walks up there in, like, jeans and a fuck it. Like, it looked like he was going to McDonald's or something, and he gets up there, and he <laughs> says the guy's name backwards. Harley Thomas. Well, no, so he said, right, like some, like he was drunk. Like he, What's his name again? What's his actual name? Uh, Thomas Harley. Thomas Harley. He said Harley Thomas. Jesus. Yeah, he goes Harley Thomas. Oh wait, I found it on this video. This is the one you told me to look at, where it's it's all the first picks. Yeah, yeah, you gotta look at the yeah, you gotta look at the video of the Dallas Stars. This is Krebs. So I wait for for everybody. Actually, you know what? While we're talking about, I could probably post it to Facebook so people. Is this Bob Gallardi? Wait, this isn't the guy that was calling out the players, was it? What's that? This isn't the guy that was calling out Jamie Benn and shit. I th- no, I Holly think that was the Thomas. owner. I think that was the owner. Bob Gillardi just he he's senile. He just didn't know where he was, uh, and then someone handed him an index card. Dude, he looks rough. <laughs> he looks really rough. I don't know if you're watching the video. It's real bad. Um, you know who I, you know, I I did enjoy seeing uh, Marty though. So Marty yes, got to Marty got to say Jack Hughes. That's fucking legit. Yeah, oh, Marty, he looking good. Um, yeah, but so back to Seattle. I mean, they had a booth set up. We were hoping for a little bit of something out of them. Um, I think the most we got what was the was the GM this summer news. Um, which that's fine. I mean, I think, I think, you know, they're, they're going to take their time. They still got what, two years till we even start, you know, thinking about hockey in a Seattle uniform. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they got a little bit of time, but yeah, GM's a huge step. Obviously us as fans, we want the colors and we want the, the logo or, you know, the, the team name, but, um, in reality, the GM is probably the bigger, biggest decision, because, you know, we saw it at the draft. I mean, you know, the GM's making the choice, and the, the the GM's usually doing the talking. And, you know, so who they pick as a GM to kind of head those decisions during the draft and during, you know, any kind of trades and those kind of shit, it's super important. So it's not as glamorous as, as, as the colors and name, but I think it's huge. I think I'll be okay as long as all that shit gets announced this year. Like, I don't want them to wait until next year. Because yeah. I, you gotta, no, I agree. It it would just be. I understand the idea of like not wanting to rush everything, but at the same time, fuck, you're missing out on all that fucking marketing and getting the name out there and everything. And I mean, the inevitable defense of the name and colors, which they say are going to come <laughs> out in fall 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just know for a like everybody's gotten onto the Vegas bandwagon on their colors wise and like been accepting of it. But you yeah. know, as soon as they release this, if it's if it's not seafoam green, white, and blue, like the Seahawks, people are gonna be outraged. Yeah. I and mean, yeah, that's the benefit that Vegas had is they didn't, they, you know, they went to a city where there wasn't anybody else there, yep. right? So yep. they could kind of they could kind of pick those colors and 
I mean, you know, gold, black, and gray and white. I mean, those that's fucking easy. That's yeah. an easy decision. Yeah. Now so. you're kind of if you're Seattle, you're looking at you know you've got three other. If you count the uh, soccer team, uh, you've got teams that are basically have an established color scheme, and you're like, fuck. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, from what the colors they've been alluding to, seeing Hughes' little brother Mm -hmm. during the draft where he's playing for Little Caesars. I don't know if you guys ever played for little played against Little Caesars, but. Mm If that's the jer- like if that's the color scheme like the jerseys that little Ce- like little Caesars is a little more orange yeah but if it's around if it's like that where it's just super prominently like you know that cur- that fucking salmon color and, mm-hmm. and like a teal yep. that's ugly dude that's so ugly I just I don't know I've seen some mock-ups I'm worried about that so let's see I guess I've seen I've seen some mock-ups on Twitter it doesn't look awful but. Oh, I just, it's, it'll be, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, and, but that's the thing is, you know, they, those, those can be, so obviously the jerseys themselves can be the darker colors or, you know, so like you have the, either a black or a dark gray maybe. And then, and then the logo and like some fucking just, you know, some, some, it's more of an accent yep. that those colors are just kind of an accent, which yep. that's fine. I would just, I would hate for them to decide like. Hey, our our home jersey is a fucking salmon. Salmon. Like, God. Oy. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but they did have a good presence at the draft. Uh, the GM thing is huge. But the draft was, um, it was awesome. I mean, it was three hours of, you know, the first round, right? I, I never watched two through seven. I think it's just, if you watch two through seven, you're bored as shit on a saturday or you know i was gonna say you're already die hard you're already like i mean let's be real here we we as hockey fans as like a we over we we push the draft to be something way more exciting than it actually is right because to, to be completely honest about it other than like maybe the top three let's be honest even the top two the chances of those guys making the NHL and cracking the roster, you know, maybe they get a shot, but they don't, it's, there's just so much parody and unpredictability when it comes to the draft. Like you guys, you know, you can have a guy that gets drafted in the fucking 20th round and he becomes your best player. Yeah. So sometimes, I I mean, I, 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 I'm on the other side of that. So I think, I think if we were to look at some statistics and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, if you go in the first round, you're gonna have every opportunity to at least keep an NHL spot. Sure, you've got you've got more um, leeway than somebody in the twentieth. Right. So I mean, you know, and I think I think even as hockey fans, we all look at the outliers, right? Like you look at a Jamie Ben, or you look at a, um, you know, some of these other guys that have gone really late and been like, oh well, nobody knows because the, you know these guys go way late and they can still be really good. That's an outlier. Right, where like majority right. of the first round picks, unless they were absolutely, you know, the team was out of their fucking mind and they were picking from like a dude that was projected to go in the third round or something, you know what I mean? Right. Like those those guys at least see some time, and you know we're we're getting to the point where analytics and video review and stuff like that, like those guys should at least you know stick around in the NHL for a little bit, like you know even if they're providing you third line scoring, a lot of those guys make the show. I mean, it's right. it's pretty, you know. So 
I yeah, but that's the thing is like you know that's why you turn tune into the first round. You know I'm not looking at a team like fucking Calgary and going, oh this guy they picked in the fifth is really gonna fucking you know he's gonna be the next Jamie Ben like right nobody does that you know like there's no way for you to know that no but you know first round like scouts scouts are pretty damn good yeah you know they at least know that they have some skill to the point where. You know, they could at least make an NHL roster and, and produce a little bit, um, you know, have a little bit of an impact. But I, I do think this year's draft, and, and I was um, talking to someone else, that actually next year's draft is supposed to be a little bit deeper even. Yeah. Uh, and just watching the draft, I was watching these players go, and I was like, this is deep. So if next year is deep, a 2020 first-round pick is going to – like who who just gave one up? Um, so so before we get fuck, before we get into like the specifics of who was picked and whatnot, let's one of the themes I, I want to take. There's two theme themes from this. First, yep, defensemen were a highly coveted asset this year, which we didn't expect. We did not expect that. Like there was a defenseman yeah. that went the 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 top defenseman. He went early. What was his name? Um, uh, that's Byron. Yeah, Byron. so he went. Yeah, he went early, and then he went but fourth. So the, so the next, yeah, so he went fourth. But the next rated defenseman, and not to seamlessly transition to my Red Wings, but the next rated defenseman was what he was predicted to go within like fifteen to sixteen, and he went. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the mocks I had, he, he was he was between like twenty and thirty. Right, and he, so he really wasn't supposed to go that high. But he was the next. He was the because after because after that guy went that went in the first or in the fourth or the fourth pick mm-hmm. after that he was the next defenseman. Yeah. So the red the red Moritz Cedar Cider. I don't know. I think that's his name. He two oh eight though. That's a big boy. Six three two oh eight. That's a big fucking kid. And a and a right handed shot on the D, which has been. I mean, that's not only do the Red Wings need that, but. I mean, just to the league in general, for some reason, there's a surplus of left-handed defensemen. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, but whatever. Yeah, so so that for me, so I know we were going to talk about it a little bit later. That for me is the biggest surprise pick mm, because okay. I think that, I think they did kind of, they you know, they, based on scout rankings, mm-hmm. picked a guy that should have gone a lot lower than he did. But sure. team need, team need, that team needs a D. And this kid's good. And he's yep. big. He can move. I mean, he's he's a good player. So, and so they set the precedence, though. So the second, so, I mean, you knew Beerum was going to go. You knew, you knew Bowen was going to go. Yep. Um, but Red Wings set the precedence. I mean, they basically said, we're not afraid to pass up on a guy like uh, cousins, Zegers. Well, um, teams went you know, for stuff like that. Teams went for need, not not the exactly. not the, and they should because that was what Eiserman was saying. They're like, oh, how could you pass up on you know whoever was slated to go number six? He's like, because we, we don't we don't need offense. We've got right, the, and and it's and that is such refreshing as a Red Wings fan to see that he is aware that we don't need more offense. Like the the only positives about the Red Wings right now. Are the young, fast, talented top uh, top four right. on that team? That's the only that's that's the only good news. The defensive core is absolutely depleted on the Red Wings, and 
Jimmy Howard, I mean, he's just good enough to keep his job. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not going to win us a Stanley Cup. He's not the future. He's going to write out his contract and end off and off into retirement until we can develop a goaltender. Right. So, uh, you know, I think it was a it was a smart move by Eiserman, but that was another that just in a general sense, teams went for what they needed. You know, there, there's a couple mm-hmm. people that used their first round pick for a goalie, and that's that's huge. You know, most people one, well one one uh, Florida, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was that bit. Um, so before we get into specifics, last thing on that was so while defensemen took a prominent role in that, I don't think it's no surprise that small guys were really given the shaft this year every year though true every year i mean you just you expect that i mean hockey like the guys that are in positions to make the big decisions Mm -hmm. like gms and assistant gms and scouts they're still in this this fucking 19 you know fucking 70 80 mindset where you have to be big and you got to be gritty to fucking succeed and um you know, yeah, I, yeah. I think I, that's another big surprise for me is that a guy like Cole Caulfield dropped all the way down. That's a guy that you look. He had seventy-two goals. Guy is seventy-two goals. He's a that's savage. Fucking, that's unreal. That is unfucking believable. And teams are teams are willing to, you know. <sighs> I hate to I hate to bash on a team you know like a team that I watch on a pretty regular basis, but Coyotes, right? Coyotes drafted up. Everyone thought they were taking Cole Caulfield because he was at that point he was by far the best player. They need goal point, scoring right? too. They need goal scoring so bad, and the kid just because he's five eight, this is a fast. This is a you know there's not a ton of big like mean dudes anymore you have like one or two on each team right um a five eight player who can bury 70 goals a fucking obviously in the nhl he's not gonna even even if he puts up even if he puts up half of that in the nhl 30 to 40 and he's a he's a he in my opinion even at five eight he should have been a fucking top 10 at least if not even a top five yep the kid is fucking filthy he can bury the puck and that's what you need in this league Canadians stole him. Yep, and All I right. think I think the Canadians have. In, okay, you want to you want to save it for a little bit? Yeah, let's let's do our rundown. So number okay. one, okay, New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes, USA U eighteen. Uh, I any surprises here? Um, I mean, you and I were texting back and forth the whole draft. This this is something that if they didn't take him, um, people would be calling for their heads. This this kid, I mean, you know, y- you can look at a guy like Capocacco, and and say, you know, maybe he's ready tomorrow, um, but I don't think they need to rush that. I think they need a kid who he's going to play this year, and if they can get Hall for long term, and I think you know, drafting him helps that. Um, not to mention Subban, which we'll touch on later. Right. Um, you know, this this kid has the potential to be. Uh, I think he's. I think personally, I think he's better than Austin Matthews. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's obviously not at the caliber, in my opinion, of of a guy like McDavid. Um, I don't think he's quite even there. He, I don't think he'll ever quite be a Crosby. Um, but you know, he's he's the fact that we're even talking about that kind of thing. He's good. 
Yeah. Right? Kid's fucking good. And that's that's the whole thing is you can't miss out on a center for one. I mean, centers centers and D, you know, goalies obviously can stand on their head, but you can get a goalie in, in free agency. But you draft centers and D. That's that's the whole, you know. Yep. Those are the guys that come up through your system. So, um, no, this is – there's no way. You have to take him. It there's made no sense. Uh, you know – uh, yep. Kako, because yeah, I mean, number two, he's not bad. Like, there's there's nothing taken away from that guy, and there is that argument of like, he can come in and play right now. And I think he could play tomorrow. Yeah. And I and I th- well, and because Hughes could too, but there's there's the argument of like Hughes is going to take a little more time to develop because he just he needs he's to smaller. get bigger. But yeah. that being said, I mean the the Devils are in no rush. No one is. There's yep. no pressure on the Devils to win the Cup next year. Exactly. And I think. I think that whereas because I mean in the second it, Kako he could walk in and I think just because of the market that the New York Rangers are there is uh, let me how do I rephrase this I don't think that there's expectations of the Rangers to win the cup next year but I think mm-hmm. that there's there's harder expectations on them to rebuild faster than anybody else you know what I mean yeah like they're a bigger a, market bigger market their original six team you know expectations are high for them because you know they're they're no, they're not a dynasty team where they win, you know, once every ten years. But you know, they're 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 a solid team that has an established fan base and lots of money that's going in, kind of like the Toronto Maple Leafs. So yeah. there is an expectation there, and I think Kako could probably. I mean, shit, throw. I mean, just to start the season, throw him on a line with Zabinajad, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think I think that's. Yeah, I, but that's the thing is going you know going back to the Hughes pick. If they pass on Hughes and they take Kako, um, Rangers wouldn't even wait for Capo Kako to be off the stage with the, with the <laughs> New Jersey Devils. Like literally that entire fucking like yep. the entire organization that was sit that will you know that would sit up there and shake his hand. Yeah, would skip up to the stage. They would fucking like start pushing the devils off the stage uh-huh. and be like, with the number two pick, we take Jack Hughes and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even be done like inter- think- like taking the picture of Kako. No, they wouldn't even take the time to think like take the time to thank Vancouver for hosting them. <laughs> they would just been like, hey, we're the Rangers and we take uh, Jack Hughes easily. Duh, what are you doing, New Jersey? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Honestly, so, I don't, yeah, know how, I, don't know how anybody did not pick him. Yeah. Uh, so whoever, whichever team passed on him, they're retarded and like just they're dumb. So try to try to write it off like you're being general. Like, oh, any team, any team any that team. had the opportunity to take him really dropped the ball. Well, just kind of like everybody just yeah. stares at New Jersey's table. Even a Florida representative is like they're talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're um, the laughing stock now. Uh, number three. Um, uh, so this was the mild surprise. The real one was Detroit. But this one, right. I mean, this was Kirby. Is it Doc? Doc? Doc. Yep. Doc. Okay. Kirby Doc. Uh, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Uh, put up some decent points with the Blades. Uh, I, I watched a little tape on this guy because my, my, gra- my grandpa's a huge Blackhawks fan. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I think... This is a very good pick for the Blackhawks, considering the challenges they're going to be facing. Mm-hmm. Um, that team, well, I mean, I guess in my grandpa's words, I mean, they're they're lacking grit. Like it's just a bu- it's just a bunch of small, fast guys going around. And 
I'm not saying that yeah. small fast guys don't have a role in the league. Like look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, but right, yeah, you've got to you got to have a good balance. And that team, the 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 few, you know, gritty guys they've got on that squad are either too old to do anything or too young to have any impact. It's yeah. ju- it's it's tough to watch. You know, Jonathan Tays just go out there and just get slashed in the face every other shift because there's just no one else to you know he's basically standing up for himself because he's the toughest guy on that line right yeah this this kid's i mean he he weighed in and measured in at six four one ninety eight. yeah uh, it's a big boy it is that is a big boy if he puts on some muscle he's a that's a man yep. right so i mean this is good, and and what's surprising, and you and I talked about this even before. Yep. Um, and I and I think I think even last week we kind of touched on the fact that Chicago could take a guy like Kirby Doc um, at three. He's he's fast at six four one ninety eight. He is fast, yep. and he has some fucking hands on him. I, this is this really is a good pick for them. I I think if they took Bowen Byram, nobody would even have blinked an eye no not um, at all yeah the only reason they're not blinking you know people expected them to take byram so like them taking doc they're you know people are are questioning them a little bit but i i mean you know it, th- it, it would have been either one of those guys for me i think what they know? tried to just it, i think their mindset i don't necessarily agree with this but i'm guessing what their mindset on that was we just made a trade for olimata we kind of yeah we kind of already have yeah. filled that uh, so, they also have that kid from Sweden that they took last year. Gustafsson. No, not oh. Gustafsson. Um, he was he was the defensive partner for Darlene. Oh. Um, Anyways, that kid's yeah. that kid's pretty solid too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a guy like a guy like Byram definitely projects to be a, a top two defenseman. Um, yeah. But you know, you you get centers through the draft too. And this is, I think they looked at Kirby and were like, this isn't a guy size-wise that you can pass on. He's got all the tools. I mean, he's big. He's quick. He's got hands. He can shoot. He, you know, this is, this is a player for them that I really do think is going to be really successful in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, and, and make the squad. And, yeah, good pick. I think stick him, Byram at four for Avalanche is a good pick too. That's you solid. stick him. You stick him on the second line, right in between Alex DeBrincat and Strom, and you're good to go. Yep. I, yep. I agree. Kid's good. Yep. That's a good pick. All right. So uh, meeting, going to number four, Colorado Avalanche with Bowman Byram, uh, defenseman for the Vancouver Giants. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Vancouver has got a really the Vancouver Giants have a really good development program for their defensemen. Uh, Tyson mm-hmm. Berry came through there as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And God, that's I mean, that's the second one that they've got. And uh, I don't, I didn't watch too much tape on this guy. I did read about his stuff, but um, it sounds like he's. I mean, the guy could make a direct impact, especially with the Colorado Avalanche. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, this is a great pick for them. It's a no-brainer at four, right? Chicago let let Byram go. They they drafted Doc. Byram at four is a fucking no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think some Colorado fans feel like they have they have their top four already. Yep. You know, so I mean, you know, in that regard, it's a little bit. You know, some people think it's a wasted pick. This kid's sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid's fucking dirty. Um, WHL in general. So WHL had three people in the top ten. It's really good. 
It's really good. And, like, it's funny because even, you know, even five years ago, WHL teams were, like, almost afraid to pick players from the WHL because it was weaker. Yep. Uh, now they're like, holy shit. I mean, you know, these kids are actually getting more exposure in the WHL because they're getting that time because maybe the league's a little weaker. Um, but some of these kids can really develop in their first couple years in the in the in juniors because they're getting top line minutes. And I think you get think, some, you know, Doc. Yep. Yeah, you get Doc some and Byram are exactly. You know, and um, I, it's really good to see that, especially especially from a Seattle standpoint. That's great. Yep. That's exactly yep. what we want to see. Um, yeah, great pick for them um, to jump to number five. Yep, I uh, Turcotte is good, and he brings a little bit of sandpaper to LA. Um, I think I actually think there's there's better players that went after him. I agree. Uh, I'm not I'm not huge on Turcotte. Uh, he is a good player, but I think he's he's more of a top ten. He's not a top five for me. Uh, but again, uh, team need right. So LA needed a guy with a little bit of grit to go behind Kopitar for a while. Yeah, and- that's a good point. He's got that, and that's fine. I think, you know, team need. I think they, they definitely drafted based on that, and kids got some skill too, so. Yeah, I mean, when you're putting up just as many, or, you know, you're, you're second behind Jack Hughes with points. Um, I just, yep. I I don't, it's more of, I'm, I'm hesitant about this, not because of his individual skill. It's more of, like, how everything's going to fit. it with With the garbage fire that the LA Kings are right now, I just don't know if he's going to be able to make an immediate impact or even it might be it might be detrimental for him to come in immediately and mm. you know try to like be a part of that garbage fire like you're still dealing with fucking Ilya Kovalchuk <laughs> you know like you don't want mm. him you don't want him skating with that guy yeah i don't know yeah, it's, it's toxic it's not on him it's not on him it's it's the it's the dumpster fire that he i i think maybe you sit on him a little bit you let him develop a bit more maybe for just a year or two so la can clean house or maybe at least just get things going in the right direction because uh, i'm sorry i just don't i just don't see things i mean they just got they traded what's his face to toronto for nothing muzzy yeah yeah, I mean, but they, I mean, would they get back? Nothing. So they got I, a I just, first, I think, I think they did have two picks in the first round, right? And they did, and but and so that will help in the future. But like I said, develop. I think develop is key here because I just don't. It might even be detrimental to bring him in immediately because I just don't see that. I don't know. I I've, I'm yeah. really pessimistic on the Kings right now. It seems like they're kind of in, not necessarily a free fall like Ottawa, but they're they've definitely got some issues that they need to kind of. I just don't think they were expecting to be so bad, and then yeah. when that and when that team kind of finally bombed, they, uh, yeah. But that's what happens when you rely on Jonathan Quick to stop everything for like five years, right? Um, yep. So uh, moving to number Who's six. Wait, move number six. My 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 team, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Moritz Cider or Cider? I can't. I, I think it's Cider. I think it's Cider like too. A, because they were joking on the broadcast. They were like, oh, they should, his nickname should be Apple. Like, shut the fuck up. That is retarded. That is pretty dumb. Um, uh, skate with Mannheim over in Germany. Uh, we, we, we hit on it before. And, and it is, you know, were there better offensively skilled players in the draft that they could have taken? Yeah, totally. But mm-hmm. Iserman 
knows his need. Like Dylan Larkin is the future of that team. We've got we've got that guy that's still sitting in the AHL, the guy that we drafted last year. What the fuck was his name again? Um, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. We weren't supposed to get him, mm-hmm. and then they dro- and they like dropped to six, and we were like, um, yeah, we'll fucking take him. Hmm. It starts with like a V. Maybe I'll have to Google it. But in in any uh, case, v- uh, Valeno or it's a. Um... Yeah, I know who it is, but Griffins. yeah, uh, he, he's on the Griffins roster anyway. Um, he they uh they they need a, they, they have a need. Okay, the, the the Mike Green is the best defenseman with the Detroit Red Wings, and that is not saying anything. Like yeah, we've got yeah. Cholo uh, Cholowski Cholowski. I don't know if I keep saying his name wrong or not. Um, that's probably but, wrong. What's that? I said that's probably wrong. Wrong, probably. Um, <laughs> But the guy is it's there's a there's a definite need there, and I'm hoping yeah. that we can probably I'm hoping that he makes an immediate impact. Probably not. He'll probably develop for a year or two because knowing the Red Wings, we like to keep everybody in the AHL for nine years. But um, no, it's it was it's filling a need. We definitely needed yep. it. Uh, hopefully, they just need somebody to keep the puck out of the net while our team scores because. We've shown, especially toward the end of last year, that the Red Wings have offense. Right. So we just we just need somebody that's going to be back there. And apparently, from what I you know, uh, the guy doesn't have a lot of professional experience. He played in the pro league in Germany, but uh, I, I don't know. I think they. I mean, they obviously see something in him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, he's a uh, forty to fifty point D man tops. Yeah. But he's a plus you know stability right so he's so he's he's good two-way d um yeah i mean in in eiserman we trust right so uh he knows what he's doing and and like i like what he said i like what he said about we had a need we're gonna take him uh you know this kid was surprised himself but i think you know uh yeah, I I think it's one of those those picks that can end up turning out really well, and then people don't even remember that they were giving them shit. You know? Yep. So yep. Um, um, that prospect from last year, the the pick from last year, that's Philip Zadina. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, he's goal scorer. Yep. He big big time big time goal scorer. Yep. Um, Dylan Cousins. How yes. you feeling on how how you feel about Dylan Cousins? I feel like. Dylan, well, I I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to, it's one of those things of, it's a great pick, he's a great player, Um, I think jumping onto the Buffalo Sabres is going to be a bit of a challenge, because, I mean, he's going to be jumping on with like Casey Middlestat, and Middlestat did not have a good year last year. Right. So... You've got a guy that hopefully this maybe like gives him some more like energy to maybe move the puck around a bit more and generate some offense. Uh, you know, again, that's another WHL guy where there's there's going to be a lot of speed, but that's combined with a little bit of you know grit as well. So, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, it can't hurt the Buffalo Sabers. It's not like it's a bad pick, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be like the driving force to make Casey Middlestat what he was advertised as. Here's here's my thing with this pick. I, I I think Cousins is a good player, right? I really do think 
in time he will be a solid NHL player. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this isn't the right situation for him. Yeah, I agree. Right? He he will he will play at best second line minutes, and will be asked to be a shutdown guy, and he's not. He's no. not as much of a shutdown guy. He's a guy. He's a guy that a team should have drafted to kind of be that number one center eventually. Yep. Um, and I think going to Buffalo, they're gonna, you know, they're they're gonna Buffalo's gonna do what Buffalo does, and they're gonna kind of push them. They're gonna push him to to be a Casey Millsap. They're gonna push him to, you know, initially fill that second line role and be kind of a shutdown guy. And he's he's not that much of a shutdown guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, his game, his his shutdown game isn't bad, and he but he but he's more offensive. Right? He's got that offensive skill. Yep. Um, yeah, th- this this is one where I actually would have liked to see him go a little lower, just so that he had that a, that chance to go. Like, I would have loved to see him drop to a team like Minnesota. Well, and see the, the I mean Something the obvious like yeah the obvious one here is I mean we would have we would have rather seen uh, uh, fuckface get drafted first. Um, Cole Caulfield, like Cole should have right. Cole should have already gone. Like like he should have been yep. you know. Like we're getting into the area of where like we're in. I mean we're we're at pick seven now, and Cole Caulfield's still on the board. You're sitting here going like this is the best goal scorer available right now, arguably, right. and this guy's still on the board. And we're and it's not even this. Like we we've still got another what is it eight picks until he finally goes. Who who better to slot in next to a Casey Middlestat and help Casey Middlestat figure out that he can actually play in the NHL yeah. than a guy like Cole Caulfield. Anybody. Very uh, fucking G-notes. Call, uh, Cole Caulfield. Hell, even even like a, even like a, uh, who's the guy that Vegas picked up? Um, what was his name? Not Cole Caulfield. Cribs. Yeah. So Crib, Cribs, uh, yeah, his, his whole, his whole knock was he had the torn Achilles. Yeah, but that's, I mean. But he is, he's, yeah, he's filthy. I mean, he—that's a great pickup for if he can come through that, right? I mean, we we've seen some nasty Achilles injuries, mm-hmm. but you know, a guy like Carlson came through from something like that too. So, yep. it can happen. And and if you know, if Krebs can come through that and and really turn into the player that like he probably should have been top ten player, yep. uh, Vegas got a steal at seventeen. Yeah. So that's kind of um, my point on that. Like, it's not again. It's it's similar to like the LA situation where it's not bad. It's just not good. I yeah. don't know. Uh, time wise, I'm going to rip through a couple of these. Go for it. Yeah. All right with that. Yep. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Philip Broberg for Edmonton. Uh, they needed a D. This kid's pretty good. And, and Sweden's Sweden. If you're taking a D from Sweden, you feel pretty good about that pick. You Always. Know, Sweden. Swedish D is good. Uh, Trevor Zegris, this is Zegris. This is like this is literally the guy that I wanted Ducks to like to fall to the Ducks. This kid is very uh-huh. creative, um, not as much of a natural goal scorer. He is he is a, a little bit smaller of a Getzloff, but his shots a little bit better than Getzloff. Um, so it's perfect for the Ducks. Great great pickup. Uh, Pod Colson, you know he's got two years until he comes into the league, anyways, but. Kids, kids, good. I mean, this is a good pick from Vancouver at ten. That's solid. Um, I would, I, I personally would have taken Caulfield here because I think Caulfield, you in that Vancouver lineup, you can plug Caulfield in next year. I'm interested to to hear you on this one. 
And this is my biggest mistake of the first round. So I know I know it's not something we talked about. Biggest surprise, big, you know, best and, and worst pick. This is this is probably one of my worst picks and and one of my worst actions in general. And it sucks because it's the team that I follow on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Uh, Coyotes trading up to eleven. Victor Soderstrom is good. Don't get me wrong. This this kid is good. He's a good D. Um, and Coyotes obviously felt that he wasn't going to be available to them at 14, so they felt that Minnesota was going to take a D. No, they're not going to take the D. They're not going to take Soderstrom. Uh, Panthers were going to take a D, maybe, but like we talked about, Spencer Knight was probably at the top of their board no matter what happened. Yeah. Um, maybe the Flyers, but I could also see, you know, Flyers did end up taking a D, um, and I think that... Yeah, I think the Flyers played him a little bit and said, yeah, we're going to take Soderstrom, you know. Um, and I think that played into it a little bit. But this, is, this, isn't the, this isn't a guy that you trade up for. This kid's going to be good. He's going to be a good third or fourth D. Um, but he's not a guy you trade up for. In a draft like this, you just don't do it. Right. Um, just it, it, was, it, was a, it was a mistake in – um, you know, I, I hope it's not one that the Coyotes, you know, that, that John Chake is losing sleep on right now. Um, he probably is. But, yeah, uh, very interesting pick. Very interesting to lose a pick for a, a player like that when I think I, I think a guy like Cameron York, which, the, you know, which the Flyers took at 14 anyways with the Coyotes pick, is just as serviceable. I think he's a third or fourth D-man also. Um yeah, I. Yeah, that's as much as I'll say on that. No, all right. Yeah, no, you're all good. Um, I think. Right, let's just. I mean, some highlights. Obviously, uh, Spencer Knight going to the Panthers. That was great. Um, yeah. They. It, it's another one of those situations where it's going to be a perfect fit. Uh, Florida. <laughs> Florida. We'll get into the yeah, news. It's a great into, pick. Right in our in the news. We'll we'll get to the, the point that Florida is going to be a, a sleeper contender next year. And I think pretty much the only thing holding them back at this point is goaltending. So yeah. I think locking up Spencer Knight is a fantastic. It it was a good pick for Florida. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, so Flyers, uh, Cole Caulfield with Montreal. I mean, it's a it's great for That's Montreal. A great pick. It's great for Montreal, but I wish he wouldn't have gone to Montreal. But and I can't believe I that he went. Yeah, I can't believe he went to so late. Um, all right, I think that's that's all I got. We we hit on Peyton Krebs. That was about it. So, um, yeah, all I care, all I care about. Cool. Um, let's let's shift over a little bit to the NHL news, just uh, to hit on some of our favorite stuff that's happened in the last week. Um, yes. So the big news. Let's let's just hit the big one first. PK to New Jersey. I uh, love it. You love it. Yep. Uh, so I mean, obviously for Nashville it was a it was a cap dump, um, but this 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 is the new like this is what New Jersey's been needing to do for a couple years now is make a big splash like that, and they made that big splash on a year when they need to be signing Taylor Hall. Not only did they have the first pick and just got luckier than shit and got the you know one of the a game changer in yep. fucking Jack Hughes. Um, they bring in, you know, one of the better defensemen of, of this era, 
You know, he's he really is. He's a he's a great two way defenseman. He's got a lot of uh, offensive upside. Um, this is huge, and especially in a year where they need to sign Taylor Hall, huge, big move. I love it. Um, yeah, I I I think they lost a second round pick this year because of it. I'd have to look it up, but I'm I'm all for it. That's a that's a huge move. That that oh, pushes it's steel. that. Yeah, it's a steal. I mean, it really it really does excel New Jersey's window by a couple years. I mean, you're 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 basically you're putting New Jersey into a window to start competing for a cup in in you know one to two years rather than you know probably three to five. Right, right. That's no. it's a huge move. It really was awesome. Good for it's them. It's a it's, it's a steal sweet. for New Jersey. It's a win. I mean. It's a win, potentially win, for, for both teams. Um, right. Obviously, if you look at what was going back to New Jersey, you know, picks and pro- or uh, going back to Nashville, picks, picks and prospects. Um, right. This was obviously a salary dump to go after what we can assume to be DeShane. Probably not. Maybe. Right. But it's, I mean, or maybe, probably yes, but, you know, maybe there's somebody else that's on their radar, but they're probably going after DeShane. They're probably making a case for him, and they needed the cap space. And I think why it's not going to hurt them is because Nashville, like we've talked about it several times on this podcast, Nashville's got one of the deepest defenses in the league. And it's very rare where a team could lose a guy like P.K. Subban, and you can still look at that lineup and say, yeah, they'll be okay. Right. Like any other defensive, any any other team, if you lose a guy like PK Subban, your defensive core is destroyed. That's you know, it'd be yeah. like it'd be like the equivalent of the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to get rid of uh, Riley and then saying, "Oh, everything's gonna be fine." Like, no, he's the anchor of that team, and if he's gone, it's over. Um, right. Whereas this, it, I mean, you still got Ekholm, you still got Yossi, um, you still got uh, the other guy. I can't remember his name. Ellis. You still got Ellis. Ellis. So. I mean, that's a strong defensive core that you've got there. So, um, I mean, if it if they end up landing Deshane, then this is a win win for both teams. Yep. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna work all around because New Jersey needs goal scoring. You know that they, they thought they had a good top. Shit, I think they thought they even had a good top nine, and it just didn't translate to goals. So I think they need to interject something like that. And Deshane is a perfect. Not I wouldn't say a perfect fit, but a good fit for that right. you can you can throw him on a line with kyle turris or you know arfison or jesus can't say his name but in any case uh um, chain yeah uh in any case no i think it's great and for new jersey not only is it going to help them on the ice but off the ice too new jersey is you know they're in that air yep. they're in a weird market no where they have to well they have to fight they have to fight for fans with both New York teams. You've got New York Rangers right. and New York Islanders that are, you know, Islanders, yeah, they're kind of quiet, but they're an they're an established team. The Islanders right. are making waves because you know, they finally have some energy back into their So I, I think this is good. I think, you know, PK is a is a popular guy and he's going to bring some more uh he's going to bring some eyes to the team, which I think is great. New Jersey hasn't been really yep. relevant. New Jersey hasn't been talked of in a serious discussion for a cup contender since probably the days of Martin Brodeur. So uh, I think this True. is maybe the beginning of that. So talk to me about the Patrick Marlowe. Talk to me about this trade. <sighs> to be completely honest with you, I'm very confused by it. Um, it, it it's probably it's a, it's a sadder situation than the PK thing in the sense that it's a salary dump for Toronto too. But the sad part with Toronto is it was done to – 
maybe keep their squad together. Yeah. Whereas they're not going for anybody. They're trying to, they're struggling really hard to keep everybody. Uh, obviously that's a hint, hint toward Mitch Marner. Uh, he's made it very clear that, uh, he wants, he wants to get paid. And I don't, we, we've been saying it on this podcast for a while. He kind of deserves it. Like he deserves Matthew's money. And he does. He does. Like he's, he's just as good, if not better. And I know that's an unpopular opinion uh, to some people, but I, you know, when you're, he's your top scorer from last year and you want to try to, and you want to try to underpay him. Like, it's just not gonna, the only thing I'll leave on that is if he gets, they're fucking, if he gets, if he gets traded to the Islanders or he somehow goes there, I'm going to, I I think I should get some sort of award for that because I called that way long ago. Uh, you get nothing. Like a fucking parade or something with Mitch Marner's you a, face. You get a gold star. There we go. I'll take that. Um, yeah, this this one, this so this is a different situation because Carolina basically is playing off of the fact that Toronto has to move see, and, a guy like Marlowe. Yeah. I, in order to in order to even like have a team. Yeah. You know? I just And so they, they worked him. They just, fucking worked him. I just don't see him Great. being a, I just don't see him being a fit it they like they were plucking that low hanging fruit for sure. Like I don't blame them for taking it one bit, but I just don't see Marlowe fitting into that system. You know what I mean? They 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 made Carolina made this trade for the first round pick, right? Yeah, Marlo's not Marlo's not going to stay there. He's yep. gone. Um, yeah, this this is. I mean, you know, we look at it and we're saying, you know, Carolina. This is this is a big win for them from the Toronto perspective. Uh, they they you know this, this is a big contract. Yep. They dumped they dumped a big older guy's contract. Um, you know, yes, they had to give up a conditional first round. So I did read something that if it's like if it's a top ten pick, then it actually becomes a 20, 20, 2021 first round pick. Okay. Um, and so that's what the condition is. But yeah, I mean, it, this this kind of worked out for both teams. I know we were questioning it a little bit. Um, me personally, I'm not questioning it nearly as much as the Canucks bringing on JT Miller. I don't like this at all. This is one that I told you especially that I hate. Yeah. Um, this is this is a miss by the Canucks. This is this is classic Canucks though, bringing in a player that just is nothing, right? JT yep. Miller is decent. He's a decent player. This is a Louis Erickson trade for me. Um, you know where he you know he maybe had a good season, right? Yep. JT Miller had a, had a pretty good season down there in Tampa. Playing with the best team in the fucking league during the regular season, yeah, right. You could throw a yep. fucking pylon out there and shoot pucks at it by close to the net, and it's going to have fucking twenty goals, right? Exactly. This, exactly. I mean, you're you're giving up. I, you know, I don't know what the condition is, right? I don't know what it's because it's conditional first round pick, but you're giving up a first round pick for a guy who's maybe a forty point player, maybe. Like maybe I just I don't I don't see it. They you just, know he didn't. They, they saw that Louis Erickson's going to walk soon, and they're just like, we need to replace Louis Erickson because he is instrumental to this team. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a bad move. And I think the Canucks had a good draft. And so this is, this is just one of those things. It's like, fuck, you wasted, now you wasted the draft. Like, your draft yep. looks like shit because you made this shitty trade. Yep. And that sucks. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm hoping, 
on the Canucks, like for the Canucks' sake, that JT Miller puts up seventy points next year. Um, he's just not. No, <laughs> he's just not. He's, he's not, not he's that good. Not. He's a forty. He's a his ceiling is a fifty point player. They're just right? are a they lot just of teams hoping will take that, that? But Jesus. they're just hoping that him and Brock Besser are just going to find some chemistry and call it good. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but I just don't, um, I just don't see. Yeah, that. that's a miss. Yeah. Um. So two things that are well. So the last thing that wrapped up, and then we'll get to one little little piece of news that's probably going to be happening uh, today, as we record this on Sunday. William Carlson re-signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. This is yep. the complete opposite of the JT Miller situation, where it's a win yep. for both both parties. Everyone's happy. Uh, it doesn't normally end like this. Usually, somebody's upset at the end of these kind of things, but. Carlson wanted to stay in Vegas. He's happy about it. I think Vegas fans are happy that Wild Bill is staying. And uh, Vegas is happy that they got him long and cheap. Uh, eight, eight years at $5.9 million. Um, That's a fucking steal. It's such a steal. Yes, this guy had a little bit of a down year this year. Um, but you, you just locked him in for eight years at an absolute steal. Right, so even even if this year is is closer to what you know his his normal is, yep. um, which I don't think it is because the the Ducks drafted him and the Ducks have notoriously been good at drafting. So this this kid has the skill, right? William yep. Carlson is is good. He's a good player. I mean, he put up what 70, 80 points the year before. Yep. Um, kid's good, and locking him in for five and a half. Yeah, I mean Vegas basically stole him. And then just made themselves contenders for the next eight years. Right. They they essentially like that have is locked up fucking real. They've locked up a first or second line center for the next eight years that makes them at least, you know, in the conversation for the cup. And not to mention he's young. And I I mean it opens up yeah, they're a team that's up against the cap right now, but they're trying to make yeah. some moves that'll that'll fix that. So we'll see how that goes. But no, Carlson no, he's not gonna have the forty you know, the forty goal season that he had the first year. But I, I think he's he's going to be solid, and I think maybe if they if they this is just a critique of the Vegas Golden Knights a little bit in the sense that uh, Gallant isn't really willing to turn the line blender on and move some people around like pretty much right. th- that first line of Carlson, Marcheseau, and uh, Riley have been pretty much the same since Vegas has started. So I think yeah. I think maybe if they shook that up a little bit, maybe throw Stone on there with one of them, or you know. Then that's good, but no, I, it's it's a smart move all the way around. It's it, there's no way that it's bad. There's no way that this is a bad trade by any means. Or yeah, a bad, I mean, bad worst signing. case scenario. Worst case scenario, you're playing, you're you're paying a guy five and a half a year for the next eight years. Yep. That can that that will put up and and you know that's will <laughs> um, <laughs> that will put up between fifty and seventy points at yep. least. Right, and you're paying him five and a half. I mean, you're paying him like five and a half is a is a you know on an off year thirty point plus guy. Um, you know, on a good year, a closer to fifty point guy, you're paying him like you're paying that player five and a half. And William Carlson's a guy that could easily you know go. Hey, last year was a fluke. I'm putting up 70, 80 points. Yep. Right. That is fucking. I don't know how they even did it. I, I don't know how. Like, how does the league look at that and go? Oh yeah, that's fine. 
You know, like, is, <laughs> like there's got to be some sort of, like, there's got to be some sort of, well, I mean, well, I know, like, I know they review trades and shit, but, like, this is, like, this contract, they gotta, they got to be able to review contracts. I mean, they're happy with it. It's I mean, crazy. I think Vegas is happy with it because, to, to all the teams' shock, the cap is coming in lower than everybody expected, so. Um, yeah. Uh, don't get me started on that. That's, I could... I could rant about that for a whole fucking podcast. I honestly, I, see, that would be the opposite of me because I need to learn more about it. Like, I don't understand. Like, do they like? Do they just ask the magic orb of like, dear magic eight ball, what should we make the cat? Like, I don't. I just they don't understand. It. Yeah, I don't understand like the politics or the economics behind setting the like the the magic number. Like, I don't get it. So, I'd be I'd be just like, yeah, yeah, they should pay more money. Like, I I just don't. <laughs> You know, I don't know how they. Uh, I don't know I how they come to that number. Is. Like, it doesn't so make any I think, sense. I think they're like the uh, the league accountants and shit. Just have a magic eight ball, and they're like, "Should the cap this year be eighty three million? And it's, they shake it, and it's like, maybe. And they're like, "Oh <laughs> fuck!" Like, what? <laughs> they just pick, they just pick a number and they just keep shaking it until it says outlook yeah. outlook. Yeah, it's like how I'll about eighty? Uncertain. Like the teams want eighty three. Let's ask that. Okay, Magic Eight Ball. Should the cap be at eighty three million? And its outlook not so good. Fuck. All right. Well. All right. Well, eighty two nine five. Ask again later, and then and then like they literally come back like two hours later. All right. Oh, <laughs> Christ. And I think that's exactly what happens. I mean, I you know obviously I'm not in that room, but. Pretty sure that's what happens. No, I think the holdup was the the players' association had a vote on it. I think is from what I was reading. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So they basically had to vote and like okay it. Okay. Um. But I mean, th- this was the most watched playoffs we'd had. Uh, most watched finals we'd had. Uh, yep. Season in general, and and this is for another podcast too. I told you already. I could fucking rant on this. Um, if the NHL were to to do their fucking NHL TV right, oh um, they'd have even more fucking viewers. We could make that a special episode in the summer. So we've fucking, we've, oh we've hinted God. on that. We've hinted on that a little bit already. Like during the summer, we might cut back to every other week and uh, kind of more specialize our topics. And if you guys have any requests, please let us know. But um, God, I, that would be. We could literally rant about an hour about how the TV deal is so shitty. And what a ripoff! Dude. Like they they make it so you want like, okay, look, we're humans. We're all about convenience, and people would be yeah. t- people would totally be okay with spending the money on NHL TV if it actually a worked and b gave you all the games. But why would you? Why the fuck would you pay that much <sighs> amount of, amount of money for a TV service that? It, it, so apparently, where we live, you know, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Apparently, I'm too close to fucking Vegas, so apparently that's a close game, and that's blacked out for me. It was always so, Colorado when I was when I was up yeah there. Colorado it was Colorado. It's like oh Colorado's playing the fucking best team in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. So those are black. Those are blacked out. And then not to mention, if the game, even if it's a game that where it's not blacked out, if the if the that night's if it's on NBC or if it's on the fucking Dish Channel. Then you're still not. Then again, you're not watching it again. So, I, 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 this this whole thing. So, I I mean, I think I think season tickets here for the Coyotes in Arizona is like I don't even think it's two grand. I mean, um, that makes sense to have a whole season's worth of, of tickets. I I would pay. I would pay a thousand dollars. Is that Gary Bettman? to have 
one place, right? I would I would pay season ticket prices to have one place where I could watch any game I wanted to. Yep. And the entire playoffs, I would pay a fucking grand. I don't yeah. even care. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. And the thing for me, they're losing money because majority of hockey fans have to steal it. Right. That's what I do. They it's, have to it's, steal it. It's so fun. It, it's too much of a pain in the ass. Like, I've even tried. Like, back in the day, I'd be like, all right, I'll try to, you know, log into my NBC account and watch this one game that's on here for one day. And it's it's just a pain in the ass. Why? I'll oh, just go to Reddit, watch all the games for free. And, and that's so sad. Like, it, like, who do I need to email? You know what I mean? <laughs> who do I need to fax? Like, that's, that's, the, that's the world the NHL is living in. They have to receive a fax from... A, an irate fan to change something. Batman's just getting his. It's he, he pulls out in his the mail. He pulls I gotta, out his. I gotta go to the post office. He pulls out his pager and it's just eight zero zero eight, and it's like boob. What? Boob. <laughs> <laughs> Got to fix the TV deal. He, well, but Batman wouldn't even know what that meant. But <laughs> he's like eight thousand and eight. Did anyone else get this? <laughs> some some intern's okay. like uh, um, Gary. That's that's boob. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll just plug a little bit for our next episode. Uh, lots of stuff on the horizon. We'll have free agency coming up. Uh, we'll we'll give you the Fancy latest. We'll give you the latest team. on the. What's that? Oh, just team overviews, like what they need and shit. Yeah, team overviews. We got a bunch of good stuff lined um, up. Yeah, we definitely have that. We'll we'll tell you we'll tell you when Bobrovsky and Panarin sign with Florida. That's probably going to happen. So. Um, yeah, we'll we'll let you know on all that shit, and then not to mention a, a very special thing for us. Um, we've actually been in conversations; it's very preliminary at this point, but um, we are planning on setting up an interview with the author of the book called "When It Mattered Most." This is the story of this of the Seattle Metropolitans, and we, we've talked about this book before in an early episode, but. Uh, We've actually been talking with the author a little bit, and uh, we're very excited. We're going to get the book sent to us. Uh, we're going to speed read that. You know, there's no way that we, we won't be able to keep that, put that down. And then uh, we'll give you guys a little review on it. And then uh, if and talk when we can, Kev. if we if and when we can do it, we'll talk to the author and uh, yep. we'll have him on. Tell us a little bit about his thought process, his research. I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't easy finding no. research about the Seattle Metropolitans. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I, I guarantee you this guy had to sit at some, like, some of this information is probably just him bellied up to a bar talking to some old timers. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, like, like I'm thinking Indiana Jones shit. Down. Like, he's he's having to, like, dodge arrows and run from <laughs> rolling boulders in dusty, you know, caves to find records on this hockey team. So... Uh, we'll definitely give him credit where credit is due, and uh, we'll let you guys know how this book is when we get it. But that's that's a ways off now. But we just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit, uh, a little bit of what we're working on. Um, other fun. than that, other than that, um, if you guys are interested in apparel, we still got that. Uh, we got. We'll have to. If you want a hat, we'll have to reorder those. But stickers are in. If you want them, let us know. We'll get it done. We'll send them to you. Uh, apparently, we're we don't care about making money on anything. So. Uh, so <laughs> Nope, nobody cares. Oh. <laughs> we don't give a shit. Fuck it. So, uh, yeah, just let us know. Um, uh, boy, I think we hit on everything. Do we, you got anything else? Yeah, I feel good. I'm actually gonna go to the bar now. So perfect. All right, I think I'll. I think I'll do the same. <laughs> oh shit! All right, sign off. Let's do it.
perfect. We'll see you guys probably next week. Hasta la pasta. All right, bye.